Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday. And wow, we got a lot to recap. You can be in touch with the program, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. Download that app. You can watch us do this program and our radio affiliates around the country, including Fox Sports, Boise 99.9, also 106.3 FM in Desmonet, and of course, Gainesville, Florida, 8.50 AM. Thank you for your support of this program. We will have our Play of the Day, Stat of the Day poll question, and as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked and you didn't like, your opportunity to be part of the festivities. NFL fans probably don't like to think about kickers that much, but we had no choice yesterday. Kickers missed 12 field goals, 12 extra points. That was, uh, well, pretty exciting if you like watching ineptitude. The most extra points missed since 2016. And the ultimate kicking nightmare took place in Cincinnati. Now, I thought the Bengals were going to beat the Packers. So I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, how does this end? How does this end in heartbreak for the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, the Packers gave them every opportunity. The two kickers combined to miss five potential game-winning field goals. Eventually, Mason Crosby hit one, but it was ugly. Ever since the league moved the extra point back in 2015, it's added a a sense of adventure here, and it makes the play much more exciting. Used to be a team scored a touchdown, and then you would go get a beer because you thought, well, it's a formality. Not anymore. Some cool end-of-the-game scenarios, but uh, you don't want football to come down to kickers. But it did. Sunday was a rough day. But we've also seen kickers do some pretty amazing things. Justin Tucker with that 66-yarder that helped the Ravens beat the Lions in Week 3. We've seen some teams lose because of their kickers. 
like it or not, it's a big part of the game that's not going to change anytime soon. So many games to recap. The Bills are for real, roughing up the Chiefs. Uh, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys roll. Chargers-Browns was spectacular. The Cardinals quietly 5-0, and but injury concerns starting with their quarterback. College football, A&M surprises Alabama. Georgia, now number one in the country, rolls Auburn. Paul Feinbaum, the voice of the SEC, will join us a little bit later on. Iowa over Penn State. I watched it, and I thought... Penn State is going to somehow lose this game because I thought Penn State was better than Iowa, but I give them credit. Defense ran the football, and they pull out the win. Oklahoma against Texas, I thought Texas was going to win that game and win that game comfortably, and then they were winning that game comfortably, and then they started to lose uncomfortably, and all of a sudden, Oklahoma may have a different quarterback. I know there was all this Spencer Rattler talk, and I was, I was uh, in the minority. I was not buying into it because I saw him last year where he got benched, and all of a sudden you start to wonder, is Oklahoma at the crossroads here with a freshman quarterback, Caleb Williams, or are they going to stay with Spencer Rattler? And I know it's one game, but here's something to consider. Because if you're Spencer Rattler and he loses his starting job to a freshman, does he then start about uh, start thinking about transferring so he gets an opportunity to kind of reclaim a first-round draft pick status? Just something to file away here. I'm not sure what Lincoln Riley's going to do, but what I saw in uh, Williams was enough for him to get the uh, starting job. Yes, Eaton. Unfortunately for Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma is the kind of place that you enter the transfer <laughs> portal to go to to get a second chance and get a Heisman. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yes, it is. This program brought to you by Simply Safe. Big news. They just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera engineered with all the advanced tech security. Help keep you and your family safe. Learn more. Get 20% off your new system. You visit simplysafedan.com. Buffalo Bills. It took a while, but that was in due to a weather delay. But Buffalo roughing up the Kansas City Chiefs. And we like to pick sides on Monday after the game. It's, did, did Kansas City lose this game? Did Buffalo win this game? Mistakes by the Chiefs. Now we want to look at, is Josh Allen on par with Patrick Mahomes? Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? Do you realize on the Fox pregame show, Jimmy Johnson said he would take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes? I, I understand and Justin Herbert's going to join us on the program tomorrow, but... You know, we get caught up in what did you do this week, this month, and I need to see a little bit more before I would uh, crown a new king in the AFC West or the AFC overall because Josh Allen is doing what you want your quarterback to do. I worried about the pressure that he had on him because I thought, and I know I've said this before, he was as valuable to his team as anybody was last year, and that includes Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers had a spectacular year and was the MVP. But you're asking a young player, hey, you need to make plays. And you saw that last night. Uh, the, the moment wasn't too big for him. And, and if you start to look at their previous games, and we can look at schedule and say, all right, the Dolphins, are they that good? Washington, Texans, and the Chiefs. But here are the last four. They shut out the Dolphins 35 to nothing. They beat Washington 43-21. They shut out the Texans 40 to nothing. And then you beat the Chiefs 38-20. 
So the aggregate score 156 to 41. The average score 39 to 10. You win games. You have close games sometimes. Um, you know, you saw the Patriots against the Texans, and they had to pull that game out. Buffalo's not even getting into that situation, which I love. You know, you, we're not going to, we don't play close games, at least not right now. Kansas City's always playing close games. Uh, they would have loved to have had a closer game, but you're watching Buffalo play a solid football game. Dallas, I watched a lot of that game. I know it's the Giants, but you're just looking for consistency because you think sometimes, well, when's Dallas going to lose the game that you don't expect them to lose? And they got the win yesterday. They ran the football. Uh, the Giants, you know, they're going to be hit or miss the entire season. Uh, the Chargers against the Browns was wonderful because that's one of those games where you're thinking there's a lot of defensive stars and there was very little defense in there. That shootout was awesome. If you would have said, hey, this is a Big 12 game, I would have said, absolutely. That's what it felt like. It was back and forth, but the Chargers picking up the win. And you can make a case the Chargers, second best team in the AFC behind the Buffalo Bills. If you're a fan of the Chargers, and I've been a fan for 15 years, it feels like, they lose those kind of games. That's what's really important. You're winning those games. The Buccaneers and Tom Brady, yeah, I'm not surprised anymore. You just watch, and uh, I just enjoy it. I don't go, wow. If you said, hey, Tom's going to give a master class, and then you go on the internet and you get to <laughs> dial up master class, well, he does that on Sunday. And, you know, five touchdowns. You know, we get caught up in sometimes, oh, yeah, but who's he playing against? Okay. He's still playing against NFL players. It's just he looked great. He looked comfortable. Uh, he had his longest run, I think, in a long time. It got scampered. I don't think scampered ever has ever been used with Tom Brady, but uh, had a long run yesterday. And, uh, he, you know, he, he gets everybody else involved. Antonio Brown, I was wrong on him. I, I was thinking, are you going to bring him back again? And he's been great. Uh, you know, you start, you start to look after five weeks, and I think you get a pretty good handle on it, on a team. You've know, got to wait that first month or maybe a little bit longer. Uh, but five, six games, that's when you get a pretty good sample size here. And uh, I think we've gotten that on a few teams. Whether they're going to be good, great, a little bit better than average, or they're just going to be bad. Yeah, Pauline. One thing Tom doesn't do on a run is look for contact. Like Daniel Jones put his head down and got knocked himself out. Tom Brady, he got like seven yards on his run and said, that's good. That's good for this year. Yeah, that's the difference between somebody who's 24 and 44. You got to be smart in a situation like that. Yeah, McLovin. I can't believe he's so good at climbing up cliffs because I thought he fell off the cliff in the rain last week against New England as well. Wow. Wasn't there some people who were saying, oh, man, he's fall they lost bad to the Rams and then... It feels like it's every year at some point, you know, we start to question, is this the, is this the year? And then all of a sudden Tom's holding up a trophy. Um, any other uh, referendums that anybody has that uh, making statements, McLovin? Well, I was wondering, uh, was Baker Mayfield good yesterday? I know he had a good line, but I feel like he has the best running backs in the world. So I think a lot of people could play well there. I don't know what to make of it. Mm. He started out red hot and then they somehow lost the game. Yeah, it, it was just back and forth. And you had all of those points scored in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
but you know, we look at Justin Herbert. So Herbert overshadows Baker Mayfield. It's that running game. Where was the defense? That was that was kind of surprising there as well. Yeah, McClub. Remember I asked you about I'm like Joey Bosa's unstoppable and Miles Garrett's unstoppable. Yeah. They showed yesterday they just like they pushed him in the middle and ran around to the side to avoid them. So you can't dominate from that position. No. That's why Aaron Donald is so valuable. And I do think you'll see more and more teams looking for that interior defensive lineman who makes the quarterback move right or left. By the way, there are a lot of quarterbacks who run and they run too much. And but that comes with youth. You think that you're impenetrable, that you can you can outrun somebody. And I see this with Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert yesterday, Baker Mayfield like they they run. Um you know, as you get older, they they won't run as much. Now there's a reason for that, they'll slow down, but they also the game you know, slows down a little bit more where they go through their progressions when they're doing their reads. But you see that with younger quarterbacks. They think that they're still in college and they can get past you. But uh, Daniel Jones yesterday knocked himself out, basically. Helmet-to-helmet contact. All right, what's the poll question okay. we have? I like this one from Paul because it's both sports. Uh, if you had to bet a week's pay, who's more likely to reach the title game? The Kansas City Chiefs or the Alabama Crimson Tide? Oh, it's Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alabama lost in a shootout. You don't expect that. It's an unranked Texas A&M team. But no, I, I still think Alabama, with two losses, is probably playing the play, in the playoffs. Yeah, Paul. Are you off the Chiefs or off off the Chiefs? Oh, like, I'm just off the Chiefs right okay. now. But Lightly off. Well, they're not better than the Chargers or the Bills. Who's better than Alabama this year? <laughs> Maybe Georgia? Texas A&M fans think Maybe. so today. They're still hungover. Well, they got one week to enjoy it. <laughs> Let's put it this way. You want to bet on where A&M is at the end of the year and Alabama is at the end of the year? I'll take on all comers there. Alabama lost the game. Give credit to A&M. You know, it's great for college football, by the way. All right, let me take a break. We'll settle on a poll question. When we come back, I want to talk to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. John Gruden's situation. Urban Meyer's situation. Take a break. It's 13 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn, which is amazing. In fact, even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover, which means Discover is going to be taken and you'll hear that word yes. So when you put that credit card down, you'll hear yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans build equipped engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. It's been a mess with uh, extra points, field goals. You saw that on display yesterday. Back in 2013, the league percentage of extra points made was 99.6%, highest in the history of the NFL. Since the new rule, that percentage has gone down every season. This season, it's 92.4%, the lowest since 1979. This season so far, 30 extra points have been missed. In the entire 2013 season, a total of five extra points were missed. Stat of the day, stat of the day, that stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Top. All right, what's the poll question we're going to go with? And we'll get to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. Well, I think I want to start with the kicking question. Do kickers have too much influence on the game, yes or no? Because I, wa- I followed Twitter yesterday, and people either love the kickers or wanted to get rid of this long extra point. So how am I going to de-emphasize the kicker? Just move the extra boy back to two. It's too late now because it's too exciting, right? Yeah. I'll tell you who's de-emphasized their kicking game, the Chargers, because their head coach likes to go for it on fourth down, and you saw that yesterday. 
And I don't know if he's got supreme confidence in his offense or maybe not as much confidence in his kicking game, but he uh, he says we're not gambling. It's it's strategic in what they're doing, and you saw that yesterday. He's not afraid. What else do you have, McLovin? Uh, also, who is coming out of the AFC? Are the Bills versus the field? Is that a fair poll question? Uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to start with that. I think people are into the Bills because of home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah, it would feel like that in that division because I, I think I'm going to be wrong on New England. I thought they were a playoff team. Uh, they barely survived against the Texans. Davis Mills looked really good as a rookie. Like, you know, that doesn't happen against Bill Belichick. But, uh, yeah, I would think Buffalo because I'm not sure anybody else is going to have that record to compete with them for home field. Yes, McLevin. Yeah, the other question though is I was wondering who has the easier cakewalk, the Bills in that division, the Cowboys in their division. Mm. Uh, maybe the Titans because the rest of the AFC South isn't lining up as well. You know, that Julio Jones contract, not looking that good for the Titans so far. Because I thought you got two elite wide receivers, a running game. Tannehill has been a good quarterback. You throw in some defense, Mike Vrabel's toughness, that division, and I thought the Titans were going to be a great team. Well, maybe not. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter and lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback, joining us on the program. Albert, where do you want to start? You want to like uh, you want a good theory on why uh, the longer extra points mess with kickers? Sure. So, like what I've heard from a few special teams coaches over the last few years that I think is sort of interesting is that kickers used to use the extra point to work out kinks. So if they felt something was a little off or they thought this or that was wrong, the extra point gave them an in-game opportunity to sort of work on something that wasn't that, that that was either wrong or didn't feel quite right, you know, within their stroke. And so you take that away from them and now all of a sudden it sort of messes with the whole equilibrium of being a kicker and they don't have an in-game opportunity to sort of work out things that they did before. So I don't know. That's just one theory out there that I thought was kind of interesting and that like, you know, kicking such a mental game and, you know, they used to have each guy used to have this outlet where he could kind of work on things. And now that outlet's been taken away. I wish there was a deep dive, a study of kickers where you just got into their heads of, of what they go through because they're really ostracized. You know, they're not really a football player until they come into a game and they can win or lose a game. And I can't imagine Mason Crosby yesterday that you're missing these field goals. You don't miss field goals. Then you got to go out there and kick another field goal. Just the whole mind game that is played, that kickers, you know, play with themselves. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's something that is probably not quantifiable in, in trying to understand what these guys go through every day or every week. Yeah, and I talked to him after the game, which was, it was interesting because I asked him about this conversation he had with Matt LaFleur. Um, and he had missed, he hadn't just missed three straight kicks, Dan. He'd missed like kicks on three straight possessions, right? So the Packers had three possessions in a row that, that ended with missed field goals. And on top of that, the other kicker had missed a couple, which I mean, just sort of, I think would add to it, you know, like that this is just really weird. What's going on in the stadium? And the floor comes over to him and says, like, what do you think? And he said, I got this. And it wasn't a short field goal either. I think it was what, 49 yards. And so, you know, I mean, I think like there's, there's like this, I, I guess it's almost like, I, I think the best way to, to, the best thing to compare it to is being a golfer, right? Like a golfer who can compartmentalize 
just kind of a slump and you know you you know you have three four bad holes in a row and somehow where the rest of us would be out there and we'd be all over the place on the on the fourth or fifth hole in that string these the best kickers have an have an ability to compartmentalize um struggles maybe the way that a good golfer does and it's i think the other thing that's sort of interesting in comparing the two is just being a little bit off can mean everything is wrong you know and so i i just think that the psychology of the kickers really really interesting and you think back to some of the guys like like scott norwood where, where one kick just like sort of like who was a really good kicker just basically ended his career he never got it right after that and then you think about a guy who's you know missing kicks on three straight possessions and he's playing on a team where you know every loss could be one more or one every loss could be one fewer game at lambeau in january and the pressure of that and everything else being able to compartmentalize it that's definitely a skill yeah with a golfer you got to play your misses uh mm-hmm. you know as they always talk about a kicker doesn't get that opportunity if you miss then you get a you know another chance to go up and go oh we'll be able to try that again the worst loss yesterday was turned in by the worst loss yesterday you know what like like i don't think the chiefs losing to the bills was a bad loss per se but i like think that this is sort of reason for concern now they've you know they've they've lost three of five and some of the pieces that they've brought in aren't coming together the way that maybe they'd hoped they'd had they're older on you know in some positions um you know with guys like tyron matthew and frank clark are getting a little bit further on in years on defense and then younger in other positions on defense with guys like nick bolton and then they've got all these new all these new guys on the offensive line like i just i wonder how it's going to come together i wonder how long it's going to take to come together because i think anybody who's paying attention to what the chiefs did this offseason knew it might take a little while for all of that to come together but I, you know, like, like, I don't know if they expected that they would get their doors blown off by Buffalo in week five. And so, um, you know, I just think the process in Kansas City is taking a little bit longer. I don't know. I, I, there's not like a particularly like embarrassing loss. I thought the Raiders losing to the Bears and they had a good September. We were talking about Derek Carr, yeah. MVP, and now you lose to Justin Fields and, at home. And let's not ignore the elephant on the couch there either. I mean, you know, like, you know, John Gruden going through, you know, what he's, um, what he's, what he's gone through the last three days. And the fact that like, I think that a lot of people across the league, not just people in the Raiders building, but people across the league were paying attention. Like, how is that team going to respond to him now? You know, because I mean, something like this happens. And I think the, 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 the honest question for everybody in that locker room is, well, if he put that in an email, what else is he saying? And I'm not calling John a liar. I don't know, you know, whether or not, you know, what he's saying is genuine that, you know, it wasn't a racial comment and he didn't mean it that way. But I mean, there are going to be guys in that locker room who are probably asking that question. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's like in the same way, I think like we had to kind of watch not just like whether or not Jacksonville won the game yesterday, but like the effort and how much fight there was. Like, I think it's fair to look at the same things with the Raiders on Sunday and kind of look at it and think, how are you going to come out of this? So, yeah, I mean, that's a disappointing loss for the Raiders. The Bears aren't a bad team, though. I think we've kind of gotten into this space where people think the Bears are a bad team, and they've been to the playoffs two times in the last three years. They're they're top 10 in the NFL and wins since 2018. So I don't think that's a bad team, but I do agree that, like, I think 
coming off of what the team was coming off of with everything that happened with Gruden on Friday and sort of the fallout the last couple of days, it was important for them to play well and they didn't play very well. I'm just wondering, the NFL is going to investigate, but Mm -hmm. how far do you investigate? Because when you start to look at email, there's probably a lot of things in a lot of emails that if you start to go, I mean, how deep do you go and what do you want to find out? Because sometimes you may not want to find out certain things here and i wonder if they suspend him if the raiders suspend him how much uh you know how heavy-handed is the nfl here yeah and i don't even know like i don't know um you know like how you would go about looking through text messages like can you can you look up text messages from 10 years ago? Well, i don't, I don't think you can do text messages they're they're available yeah. from what i'm told yeah. but email that's yeah. something different than and Bruce Allen, who's on the receiving end of this, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't push back on, you know, John, you shouldn't say that. Like, it just starts to expand a little bit. It's not just John Gruden. Uh, this, this Well, and it's, I mean, it, it like, and honestly, like, Dan, it goes back to everything that's happened the last four or five years in the league, you know, with, with Kaepernick in 2016. And then, you know, the comments that Bob McNair made. Um, and, you know, I think with every one of these, the question is, if he feels comfortable saying it in setting X, what is he saying in setting Y and setting Z, you know? And so, you know, like, I think you're onto it. Like where you say, how much do they really want to know? Do they want to do, they, are they wanting to dig through John Gruden's text messages from 2011 and his emails from 2011? And then if they find something there, are they going through other interactions? I mean, it could, it can wind up being a never ending thing. I, I will say this though. You know, I, I think there were because and, and there's natural distrust between players in the league, right? Like that exists. It's always exists. It's just the way it is. Like I, like I think that there were a fair number number of players who looked at the way that the NFL handled everything in 2020 and liked it and thought like you're trying to do some good here, but still sort of wondered how much of this is just about the moment the country's in and how much of this is just about you know, public relations and making sure that they're not creating, you know, they're not creating a problem for themselves. And so, you know, I do know that there are at least some players, even some coaches, even some executives that like looked at the league's effort in 2020 and said, well, let's just see what happens. Let's see how they handle, you know, some of these situations in the future. And I think some of those people are definitely looking and saying, all right, like, let's see what they do with a prominent coach. And are they willing to come down on a prominent coach in a situation like this? If this was the NBA, what do you think happens if something was unearthed by an owner about an owner? Okay. Without having covered it, my guess would be that there would be, um, my guess would be that there would be prominent players, like the most prominent players in the league out front and talking about it on social media. That'd be my guess. Right. Like, and I don't know you, You've been around that stuff probably more than me, been around the NBA more than me, but my guess is you probably have guys like LeBron James and Kevin Durant like openly openly commenting on it, right? Yeah. And like once that happens, now we're talking about something else because now it's you know, now it's it's sort of pitting players against the league and the the players have put the league on notice and and I think, you know, for a league that's as rabbit-eared as the NFL is, if you had players coming out and saying something and turning it into a discussion point in their circles, like now we're talking about something else. That's like how 
you know, that that's how it you know happened when that's how the, the Houston thing became what it became with Bob McNair, you know, is that you had guys like Dwayne Brown and DeAndre Hopkins that, you know, like literally were like, I don't want to play for that guy anymore. And that's how that became a bigger thing. So I, I think, you know, in situations like this, the players, and I'm not just talking about the Raiders players, Dan, in situations like this, players have more power than maybe they, they even think they do. And that like, if it becomes a discussion point and a public discussion point in their circles, things can wind up happening. And I think that if this was a more public discussion point with, you know, say quarterbacks and quarterbacks were talking about it publicly on social media, the league would probably be acting, would be, would be reacting in a little bit more of an aggressive fashion. He's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter. The Jags lose to the Titans. They've Mm -hmm. got a game in London coming up and then they have a bye week. Where are we headed? What happens during that bye week, if anything, to Urban Meyer? I still think that the intention is to go forward with him as the head coach. Um, you know, however, I, I, I know this. Like Part of the reason they hired Urban in the first place is because I think Shad Khan, to some degree, was, was embarrassed with the results that he'd gotten and was embarrassed with the direction of the franchise and had sort of recognized – I've got too many things that have been a certain way in this organization and I need to bring in a change agent and have someone in here who's going to shake the whole place up. And so, you know, I, I think like kind of like feeling that his organization was regarded a certain way um, in 2020 is why Urban Meyer is there in 2021 because he wanted to change things. Now, like now there's another reason now for him to feel like, you know, like the, his franchise is being viewed that way. Um, they invested deeply in Urban Meyer, Dan. Like when when Urban went there, the conditions were, I need staff and not just coaching staff, but support staff. You know, Shaw did all of that. Um, I need a practice facility. I need a first-class practice facility. They're building a $150 million practice facility. So they're deeply invested in Urban Meyer. That's why it's hard for me to see them pulling the plug. Mm. But that was a pretty strong statement that he put out there. And so I think, you know, being on that national stage, even though it's, I mean, it's a London game, but being like on that in that standalone game in that spot, um, I think it's an important spot for Urban Meyer. And I think that they have to at least play well in that spot, Um, you know, and for him to sort of, I think, cool things off a little bit there. My guess is that, you know, I don't, I don't think urban, I think urban's got too much pride to walk away um, this early. Um, and you remember like when he walked away at Florida and Ohio state was after a whole lot of success. Um, and I think that, you know, Shad Khan, you know, given his brothers wants to see this through. Um, but a lot of this and urban's right. When he says this, a lot of this rides on how the, the locker room, yeah. you know, d- decides to handle it and, and, and whether or not they remain engaged going forward. And I think, you know, the trip to London historically, if you look at it, because it's hard going over there has sort of shown us where coaches stand over the years. Yeah. I think you bring up the great point and that's effort. If the team continues mm-hmm. to at least try give effort on the field, that's one thing, you know, that they don't quit on him. Uh, I'll leave you with this. The odds of Trayvon Diggs winning the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. You know, I think that I think he's got a chance. I just think that at that position, it's so hard. Like Darrell Revis never won it. 
um, Jalen Ramsey hasn't won it. Like we're talking about great. Like, I mean, Revis is a hall of famer. Ramsey's trending that way. And you know what the hard thing about it is, Dan, is the statistics is that he's got six picks now, but what happens when teams start throwing away from him, (laughs) you know? And so I think he's got, like, I think like he's got a really good shot to be first team all pro, but the question becomes if he has say just one or two picks over his last 10 games, which could mean he's playing fantastic and no one's throwing at him. Like then I I think too many of the voters are going to look at that and say, well, wait a second. Like, do can we can we give the award to somebody who wasn't you know wasn't making plays in the ball in November and December? Even though that can be a symbol of how well a corner is playing. But so, he's playing for the Cowboys. That's true. Yeah, you got to factor that in. They didn't have any. But defense. Revis never won it. I know. I mean, that's crazy. Think about that. Darrell Revis never won it. Like, I, like it's just. I think it's hard for guys at that position to do it. You but, know. But Stephon Gilmore won it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, so he's got a shot. He's got a shot. Dan. <laughs> I, I, he's, he's got a shot. I just, I, I would just say, like, if you look at Stefan Gilmore, the other thing that Gilmore had going for him, that was a really good secondary that he was a part of in New England, right? And so it was harder to throw away from Stefan Gilmore in New England than maybe it was to throw away from Darrell Revis in New York or Champ Bailey, you know, who was a great player for a lot of years, hard to throw away from Champ Bailey for a lot of years in Denver. Um, or, or Dion, easier to throw away, easier, Dion. easier to throw away. Yeah. Like I think with Trayvon Diggs, it's going to be a little easier for teams to kind of work around throwing at him versus what it was for say Steph Gilmore in 2019. You're a buzzkill, man. <laughs> buzzkill, buzzkill Breer. That's what they're calling do you it. Want, do you want, so, so you're rooting for Trayvon then? No, I, I just look for impact players. Uh, that defense was one of the worst that we've seen in NFL yeah. history. Uh, Micah Parsons has been a godsend for them, but you have somebody who's changing games out of nowhere. Then a second round pick, good story. He's spectacular too. That's the one thing that will help him. Yeah. Yeah. Like spectacular from like a highlight player. So I'm with you on that. Like, I hope he keeps making plays like this because it's fun to watch. I just, I don't know. Like, I like I, I think what often happens, I'm just telling you, I think what often happens with corners is, you know, teams start throwing away from them. Good to talk to you, Albert. Sorry to kill the buzz. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Usually it's the guys I work with that kill my buzz, but it's, it's you today. Albert, thank you for joining us. All right, thanks, Dan. That's Albert Breer. He is the senior NFL reporter, the Monday morning quarterback. We have our play of the day, settle on our poll question, and your phone calls, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. That's right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Here's Robeson to the goal line. Throws over the middle. It is intercepted. Intercepted by Matt Hankins. Why not? Who's got a body like Merton Hanks? 28-yard attempt by Seth Small. Is down. It is up. And the fighting Texas Aggies take down the top-ranked Tide. 41-38. to 38. Number one goes down. And the celebration is on in Kyle Field. That's your play of the day, courtesy of Learfield Sports. Play of the day brought to you by M-Drive. Compete against the younger guys with M-Drive. 
The supplement for driven men supports healthy testosterone levels, boosts energy. Visit mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with mDrive. Trying to think if Trayvon Diggs of the Cowboys, the defensive back, gets to a certain number. I mean, Stephon Gilmore won the defensive player of the year last year. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. And he plays for the Cowboys. Your games are always on national TV. I'm going to guess if he gets to 10, if he gets to double digits, then uh, he'd have a pretty good chance. Now, you've had players get to 10 before. I think uh, Xavier Howard of the Dolphins maybe got to 10. Um, but you have to go back to Everson Walls of the Cowboys had 11 picks back in the early 80s, but he wasn't Defensive Player of the Year. Um, you know, the secondary is not great where you're going to go, oh, we, we have to throw in his direction. But I'm just wondering because, you know, he's been impactful. It's one thing to have interceptions. It's another thing that what do those interceptions mean and pick sixes and just that changes the, you know, the complexion of a game. But if you have, I mean, how many shutdown corners are there in football? Jalen Ramsey's wonderful, but Trayvon Diggs has gotten all this publicity. He's a second round pick. He just turned 23 and he plays for the Cowboys. Those are things that I have to factor in. And, you know, the voters not voting for uh, Darrell Revis. I mean, that's on them. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think sort of looking at this, and we, we tend to look at Aaron Donald or we look at the, uh, the edge rushers, Miles Garrett, those kind of players, Bosa, that they, you know, they get a lot of attention, T.J. Watt. It's been rare when you've had that shutdown corner and how valuable that is in today's passing league. Yeah, McLevin. Well, Revis didn't have great hands, as I recall. Like, he dominated a game just because he took out that one receiver. But I think Diggs' hands make him a little different. Right? He looks like a receiver when he's out there. I didn't know Revis had bad hands. I think so. Uh, I'll look at his interception. Like, like, he wasn't – I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. But I, I don't think he was like great at catching the ball. I think he was just really, really good at shutting down Randy Moss. Basically. All right. Did we settle on a poll question? I did. I put up if you had a better week's pay, who's coming out of the AFC, the Bills or the field? 55% field. That's pretty close. Yeah, I'm surprised. I like Buffalo for a variety of reasons, but being in that division certainly helps. And then having home field advantage is going to help. I mean, that's what everybody's striving for is, you know, can you have how many home playoff games are you going to get? That's why when the Packers win a game against Cincinnati, like it doesn't mean as much now, but it's going to mean a whole lot at the end of the year when you go, oh, they got X number of wins. Now they're going to host a playoff game or two. It's like Tampa. You just want to keep building up, getting those victories. And so you're hosting a playoff game or two. Yeah, McLovin. What would you tell Chiefs fans about uh, what's the panic level now? Well, it's been, it's been a very tough schedule. It was just to point out. Yeah, but you're holding the Chiefs to under 20 points. That, to me, was the most interesting stat. Not that Buffalo put up 38 points, but uh, you're holding them under 21 points for the first time since they were held uh, to 13 points in week five of 2019. That, to me, was a little more alarming. Now, did you know you had the ball bounce Buffalo's way a couple of times? You had to pick six in there as well. But you're seeing the defense basically play deep. And Tyreek Hill, you know, I, I don't know how many catches he had, but I don't think he had one for more than 15 yards. 
it's keeping everything in front of you. And I think that is, they're going to have to be a little bit more methodical with their offense. Um, You know, you start to look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and that you didn't take a defensive player, took an offensive player. And at the time, we thought, oh, boy, they got a steal at the end of the first round. You got to have a couple impact defensive players. I don't care how good your team is. You got to have a couple of those guys. And you saw this with Dallas. And that might be the difference for Dallas. Like Dallas is a legitimate NFC uh, team. You have Parsons and Diggs. And these guys each play each week. And, you know, they're, they're impactful there. Kansas City doesn't have that right now. And you got to be able to outscore teams. And when you're scoring 21 points against Buffalo... Really, you're scoring 21 against anybody? Chances are you're not going to win those games. Not not in today's NFL. All right, phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Al in Atlanta leads us off. Hi, Al. Morning, Dan. Good morning, Al. Best of the weekend, just the sheer volume of entertainment, starting with World Cup qualifying, the new Bond film, playoff baseball, 9 a.m. London football that ended with the Falcons win, SNL, just Kim Kardashian West completely blowing expectations out of the water. Alabama losing, Georgia ascending to number one. Uh, baseball having an obscure rule completely change the outcome of the game. Just a great weekend of sports. Yeah, it was. Uh, you got four uh, playoff games coming up today and tonight. Colts at the Ravens coming up tonight. I don't know about the Bond movie. Didn't get good reviews. Kim Kardashian's opening monologue, Saturday Night Live, awesome. She uh, had a great sense of humor, laughing at herself and her family. I thought she did a really, really good job. Like, people get caught up and like, oh, she's not an actress. Well, she is. She's on a reality show. Uh, So who cares? Like, this is all about social media and getting clicks and people watching. You know, like, God, people get so upset. Oh, she's not an action. Like, who cares? Don't buy her products. Don't watch the show. I thought that she, I thought she did a wonderful job. Yeah, see. It is funny to see people be like, well, yeah, well, what has she ever done? I like, I don't know. Only built a billion dollar business. That's fairly worthy of some praise. Yeah. Like we get caught up in things where you go, really? Like this is a thing? Yeah, Todd. And when you call like a Paris Hilton, you're famous for being famous. Who's responsible for someone becoming famous? Yeah. It's because if we, if everyone decides to ignore somebody, they're going to not be famous anymore. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Put that one to bed. <laughs> Boom. My, you know, my favorite part of thank you, Todd, is that you're welcome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Todd. You're welcome. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I like how McLovin is just pondering. He's like, I don't understand the logic of what he just said. It's sort of like a circle. I don't want Something to about you can't be famous for being famous if people don't watch you anymore. Say the people who are complaining about them being famous for being famous are the very people making those people famous. Exactly. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> You're welcome. When Todd said it, I didn't understand. I often need someone to clarify my comments, so I appreciate you coming through there. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Coming up next hour, Paul Feinbaum of ESPN will join us. We'll uh, survey the landscape in college football. Thought it was a good weekend for college football. I watched a lot of it. And uh, Alabama losing? Eh, good for college football. Carson Palmer 
Former NFL quarterback will join us a little bit later on. More of your phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. One hour in the books. Two more to go. One more item. We close out the first hour. Sleep's important to everyone, right? Not just you, but also your kids when they're going back to school. And you're probably saying, how could I get them to go to bed early? And I still recommend, maybe Fritzy gives them a bedtime story talking about great Denver Bronco plays from the 70s. But you could also get a Sleep Number 360 smart bed. You get proven quality sleep. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. It's important. You have to have that temperature in the room, 65 to 67 degrees. Also, you want to make Make sure you wake up at the same time. Go to bed at the same time, even on the weekends. Proven quality sleep is game-changing sleep. Save up to $800 on Sleep Number 360 smart beds, plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores, or you can go to the website sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. So beds are always on sale. Save up to $800 on the Sleep Number 360 smart beds, plus special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.